Hello, brother friends, and welcome to WrestleWolf's weekly wrestling podcast, where myself, Dr. Damien Gibson, and my co-host, Sir Matthew Kayfabe, just kind of shoot the shit about what's been going on in wrestling. Sometimes we come up with special episodes, and today is one of those episodes. But before we get into that, uh, I will say hello to Sir Matthew Kayfabe. <laughs> How you going, man? Oh, hi, Doctor. How are you? I'm good. I was just trying to. You had sent me through before, uh, essentially the the run sheet for the episode, which I've completely lost. Which is why I started going um uh uh uh, uh and I couldn't so, do the sizzle reel for what was coming up on the show. <laughs> that's all right. I've been um I've been doing something on these podcasts for a while on on our WCW show and our AEW show, just waiting for you. I've tried to uh. I've tried to say hello to you in increasingly stranger and more robotic ways. Yeah, and I haven't noticed at all. And then you've you've just been like. Anyway, let's uh, let's now talk about John Tenter. Uh, you should check out our last WCW episode to understand why that joke is painful for Matt and funny for everyone else. <laughs> I may have been doing a little fantasy booking. <laughs> fantasy booking the shark. Yes, please. Nowhere else will you find someone fantasy booking the shark, John Tenter. <laughs> that, is, that is our guarantee. Yeah, try and fucking follow that, Adam Blompied, hey? <laughs> um, what do we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about the news? We, we, or do we want to tell the guys what we're going to do in this episode? What are we doing? So I'm assuming we're going to sort of quickly get through where things are at, primarily on AEW. We've got a little bit of news, a real little bit of news. Uh, and then we're going to do a draft, a 15-person draft of... AEW talents, the rules being you can pick a tag team as one, Mm -hmm. you can't pick Eddie Kingston and Mox as one because obviously that's an outrageous advantage uh, to anyone. Um, You can't uh, pick a trio as one, but you can pick like Lucha Bros from Death Triangle as one. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) All right, cool. You can't. That's our, that's our guarantee to you. This is this and and basically, I think the conceit is that AEW has a second show coming up. Yeah, we're pretending <clears throat> there's a if there was a draft, if there was a brand split, which let's hope there's not. Uh, in fact, there's there's not going to be a draft a brand split, so who cares? Uh, these would be our rosters. Yeah, but it would so, be a fun thing. So let's say that. Uh, so the news is: Do we want to go into the news of all that? Or well, let's go into the news. Sure. Okay. So the new, the new, the big news, I think, uh, from my point of view, uh, this week is that AEW finally announced their second show, which we've kind of, uh, well, you've always been a big proponent of. I've been umming and ahhing about whether I think it's a good thing, but the news that came out this week, I think, is actually really good. That it's going to be on a Friday night. It'll be called Friday Night Rampage. It'll be on TBS, which also uh, Dynamite is moving to TBS as well, which is a slightly bigger channel than TNT, although a lot of people tried to jump to the conclusion that that wasn't the case, Uh, but that is the case. And also um, they're getting a shitload more money from Turner uh, Media and Warner Brothers um, Mm. to make the content. So... um, so yeah, essentially we had the discussion of like, wouldn't it be cool to like have a draft 
I'll be the general manager. Do you want to be seeing, do you want to be the general manager of uh, Rampage or do you want to be Dynamite? I would like to be Rampage. All right, cool. I'll be Dynamite. <laughs> Matthew Rampage Kayfabe. <laughs> uh, so do we want to go through the other news stories? And then- yes, but quickly just on this. What do you think they're going to do with the TNT title once they're off TNT? They're keeping it the TNT the- title apparently. So it's not going to become the T... Like, there's there's some cool stories you could tell where, like, someone steals and destroys the title and it comes back as the TBS. Like, obviously, the show's called Dynamite, so I guess they can be like, you know, TNT is also another word for dynamite. Um, no, supposedly they're just going to keep it. But like, yeah, that they um, they don't have any... Yeah, it's bizarre because you would think that... This is why people call their belts the North American title or... The yeah. Intercontinental Obviously, Championship. <laughs> the the problem is it's actually too prestigious to retire this belt. It's been held by Cody Rhodes, Brody Lee, Darby Allen, and now Miro. These are all like big, big stars. It's actually in like in many ways as equally as prestigious as far as names go as the world title. Hmm. Um, like you know, it's a it's not the US title or the Intercontinental title where just you know. Duke the Dumpster Drose has held it or whatever. Like, it's just, you know, it's actually, they they do take care of their titles. So you can't really retire it because you're retiring it. And I think they'd want to keep the Brody Lee lineage as well. I think that's probably why the, the name is staying the same as well is because of Brody. Um, yeah. So um, I've got well, some. I can do news. I, I've got some. Oh, you've got news. Oh, you go. You go first. Because I'll probably just have the exact same news as you anyway. You go. All right. We've got the opening with Will Ospreay's vacated the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship due to a neck injury. Yeah, it's pretty shit. He's doing such good work as a heel as well. Mm. Like, he really was. I saw he put this thing on his Instagram (laughs) where he... I don't know whether he purposely went outside of... uh, the stadium to like for fans to see him or he just happened to be walking in and fans saw him. But mm. uh, he like, <laughs> this is the kind of kayfabe that um, I think should happen more, especially with social media where he immediately turns his phone on and he starts yelling at these fans who are like coming over and they're like, Will, Will. He's like, get away from me. Get away from me, you leeches. We're in the middle of a pandemic, you fucking idiots. Blah, blah. <laughs> and like... <laughs> You know, like uh, having seen Will down here, like he is—he's a nice dude. He's not mm. just randomly screaming at people. So there's very obviously kayfabe, but it's great. It just fits. Like it builds more. Like it builds his character more entirely. Um, it's such a shame. Cody Rhodes saw it. Cody Rhodes saw that footage and thought that he was doing a wonderful job of being a babyface. <laughs> 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 It's a shame as well, man, because I genuinely think that there were I, – I really felt like maybe there was a chance that him and Sam Punk were going to wrestle towards the end of the year. Uh, there's mm. just all these hints being dropped by both of them. Um, I'm not sure well, how bad the injury better. is. Um, mm. I mean, obviously, his health is the, mo- you know, the most important thing, but from a selfish Mark point of view, um, you know, half the reason why I started watching New Japan was because Will Ospreay went there. Not that I watch a hell of a lot of it, but when I do, the main, mm. the main draw for me is Will Ospreay. So it's a shame that um, 
yeah, it's a shame when anyone gets injured, but especially someone as as talented as as Will. So hopefully he's back as mm-hmm. soon as possible. And this this probably doesn't need a huge thing, but Ray Fenix is also injured and off the off double or nothing due to those injuries, which is disappointing. Oh, I hadn't heard that. That's yeah. yeah. So th- there's no n- news on severity or anything. So hopefully it's just a little little few niggling things, and he'll be back. Well, uh, being- uh, Ricky Starks has got a neck injury as well, which is keeping him out of the ring. He's on TV, but he won't be wrestling for the next two to three months. This is going to be, in my opinion, on Ricky Starks. This is going to be the star making. This is the beginning of Ricky Starks being the Rock. It's like how Stone Cold was injured and you know basically created this character in ECW of Stone Cold Steve. Oh, sorry, stole the character from Sandman, but he got used to you know doing these things while he was injured. The, Ricky Starks is such a charismatic human being. You mean Sandman Steve Austin? Sandman Steve Austin, yes. <laughs> Um, Eventually, Steve, Steve Austin's going to fly to Melbourne, beat the shit out of me. <laughs> That's why you live on a uh, two Gibbs Road. Yeah, I, I live know. on I two Gibson Road, <laughs> Doctorville. <laughs> uh, what else? What else has been happening? Uh, well, this is this is one that I put down just because I wanted uh, you to to. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah. Uh, guy you've been a big fan of, uh, Velveteen Dream, uh-huh. has uh, been fired by the WWE. Yeah. Go. Oh, well, supposedly, uh, you know, he had some heat with uh, some wrestlers backstage. So it, he should have been fired. And also the reams and reams of evidence of him sending fucking disgusting messages and photos to underage boys. But, you know, Hunter couldn't find that, supposedly. <laughs> anyway, it, it's weird. It is interesting because, um, well, I think it kind of came up on the podcast because we were talking about like uh, releases, like there'd been another round of releases, which seems to happen the mm. week of WrestleMania. <laughs> now, every yes. year, it's like another fucking paper. They should turn it into another pay per view event, you know, see who's going to be released. WrestleMania release after WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania's backlash. release. Lash or whatever. Um, and again, it was so you know, a whole raft of names had been released, and and Velveteen Dream was not one of them. And it was just kind of really surprising to me that, like, he because he's not being used either, like, whatever the reason is, like, even you put all the reasons to one side, he just wasn't being used by the company. Um, and it's been really interesting. Obviously, I follow this pretty uh closely because I, you know, I just. <laughs> It fascinates me how WWE can twist themselves into knots to try and justify things when there's money involved. Um, and, you know, Velveteen Dream's money, so I can understand them trying to hold on to him yeah. for as long as possible. But now that he's been released, there's all these other stories that have come out that he's completely unprofessional and he had a huge amount of heat uh, backstage. But to me, if I'm being really sort of uh, flat earther about this kind of stuff, it, that sounds like stories that have been released by WWE to try and, you know, yeah, cover up what the the – the very obvious and well-known reason as to why Velvet, uh, why the Velveteen Dream has not been on TV properly for basically a year and a half, well, a year and a half. I'm looking forward to uh, AEW signing him and it becoming the Red Velveteen Dream as a tag team. <laughs> I was thinking about that during the week of like which promotion doesn't give a fuck 
uh, and we'd pick him up. But I just don't. I can't see. Yeah, I can't I see think he's anyone. Done. I can't see anyone. I think this picking is him up. which is weird because watching those, uh, watching him early on when he was North American champion, when he was chasing that belt as well. Um, I would have been like, I would have absolutely bet on one day he is main eventing a WrestleMania. Uh, absolutely. He's a star. He had all the ability to be, you know, from the time I saw him, I was like, I don't really understand what this gimmick is. I think he's Prince. He's half Macho Man, half Prince. Is that what's happening here? I don't. Mm. But he's also like <laughs> ridiculously charismatic and and good looking guy and like big as well. He's a big dude. So yeah. I was just counting down the days, waiting for Vince to like pull him up to the the main roster and then put him in a uh, a tag team with one of the Viking Raiders. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's a shame, man. It's a shame because he had all the fucking potential in the world, and uh, mm. yeah, and and like a you know like. Um, JBL used to talk about like if you could build a wrestler from the from the ground up, it would be Randy Orton. And I don't disagree mm. with that with the way Randy looks, but I think if WWE could build a wrestler from the ground up, it would be fucking Velveteen yeah. Dream, right? He had all these elements of like Macho Man, the the Rock, like mixed in with like Prince and popular culture and like weirdness, and he was more he was more sports entertainer than wrestler, and. Uh, mm. Yeah. Anyway, it's a shame, man. But uh, the right, I think the the correct thing has happened for everybody. Uh, in the end, there's been a couple of WWE people who've come out and said that like he needs help, like he needs emotional mm. uh, help. Well, he needs, but he needs help with his mental health. So hopefully, he can go and get that and 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 work himself out. And maybe one day, you know, wrestling's a fucking weird profession, man. Maybe one day he comes mm-hmm. back and. But who knows? Who knows? But I think yeah. this will probably be the last time we ever talk about him. I think that's unfortunately probably right. Uh, in more positive news, uh, well, this is this is just sort of this is uh, Impact were in contract talks with Chelsea Green this past week. Mm. But as of as but Meltzer says, but as best we know, no 